0: hey listeners welcome to icu talks podcast so exciting for you to be listening with us we have two of my favorite people in the entire world that was way better than your introduction of good friends (laughs) just to say (laughs) i have with me hey kristen young good to be here hi kristen hi kristen we also have
1: kim honeycutt whoop whoop give it up holla 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 make it rain you're on the other side of the mic today i am you're usually the interviewer i get to do that but today you get to be an interviewee y'all get to
0: ask me some questions and i get to make up answers perfect make up answers. that's what we do here right Mm -hmm. yeah 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 (laughs) so kim spoke um tuesday on at icu talks event and so hopefully you've had the chance to listen to that on the podcast or on youtube um it was a really really great um great night the entire night was yeah. was really wasn't
1: i the best shouldn't you say that well <laughs> <laughs> whatever i already told i
0: already so told, <laughs> told pot he was great so well i can be better greater whatever um anyway so i want to start <laughs> with the whole like i don't even know what a kick and go like what oh, what is a great. kick and go great scooter? Start. great start
1: okay so i gotta tell you i love love my dad so my dad's like the coolest person in the world and because of my mom's mental illness, he really raised me the best he could. And recently, I just remember that he took me to school. So my dad worked like a 12-hour day. He's an attorney. He's got employees. He's Back then, Fort Mill was really small. And so he's getting everybody in the town out of DUIs and <coughs> real estate closing, whatever he was doing. And his name in Fort Mill is Gentle Jim. Because he's such a good guy. So like sweet. what lawyer is called Gentle Jim? Yeah.
0: Right? What do they say in the South? Salt of the earth. Yeah. Of the is that earth just kind of for of? the South? I don't never I never heard know. of it. I've never
1: left this area. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I had never heard know. of that expression when <laughs> right. I but lived in salt of the, earth. Salt of the earth.
1: He's just a solid, solid guy. And and so I just remember recently like he he took me to school. And my mom is agoraphobic and that's not a fear of spiders, just to let you know that is someone who really struggles to leave the house. And so my dad did everything. And so it reminded me. Of this time when we were little, we took my brother and I, my brother's name is Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) He took us to this store and told us to pick out, it was a scooter store. And back then they were called Kick and Go. It's like, I think of the first scooters ever. And so we just got to select whatever scooter we wanted. And back then... I was not symptomatic. I was not showing the side effects of someone who had a mentally ill mom or a mom that didn't love her or someone who'd been through some abuse. So when he gave me that gift, I just received it.
0: Hmm.
1: There was no questions. I didn't say, Hey, let me see your law degree. Let me see our budget. We don't no, we don't I don't know what a budget is, to tell you the truth. But I didn't ask any questions. I just Received, Yeah. And so part of my talk was about that I went from a kid who could just receive to someone who thought I didn't deserve anything Mm. within years. That I didn't deserve anything. And so I've learned that there are two camps when it comes to deserving. There are people who, and I've been in this camp before. When I first became a Christian, I thought when something went wrong, I went, what's happening? I'm a Christian. I deserve things to go well now. Mm -hmm. But where I came from before was thinking, if you insult me, I deserve it. If you kick me, I deserve it. If you give me a bunch of pills, I'll just take it. I don't care. I, mm-hmm. I deserve whatever bad happens. I just deserved it. And so as a Christian, I've learned it's, it's not a life of deserving. It's a life of worth. And we can only be in that life of worth if we are able to receive.
2: I feel like I live in both worlds when yeah. it comes to like, like Jesus and like the love of Jesus. Whereas with, for everybody else. I get it and I'm like you don't have to do anything yeah he just loves you because right. you're his daughter or you're his son right he just loves you You don't have to do but it you don't have to be deserving right but for me yeah I'm like yeah but I'm really not good enough like I right. know he's disappointed I, I know that yeah. he loves me but right. like I really struggle when it comes to on my own even though for everybody else right I know it and can explain it and
1: right absolutely so how do how do we internalize that how do we make it real because I really think your ability to hear me when I tell you that you're worthy i it is restrictive if i don't believe it for myself Mm -hmm. doesn't mean they can't hear me but there's a depth when you hear someone speak truth because they're living it too you can it resonates a little bit more yeah
0: Yeah. and that's what when you were referring to the um that trauma separates you from yourself like the addiction or you know the experience that you experienced um it results in that disconnection.
1: Right. And so the topic that night was recovered self. And so I'm I'm very literal. So, so, you know, like I was covered in lies. And so whether the lie is I'm not good enough, I'll never be enough, uh, I'm always going to be worthy, something's wrong with me, mm-hmm. which is a big thing I believed, that was covered in lies. So recovery when I got sober was being recovered in God's truth. Mm-hmm. And that I believe... To recover yourself, we have to realize what actually separated me. What did I start believing that separated me from who I actually am? Because right? if if I believed when I was drinking the false self, I thought that's the most I'd ever be, why would I spend time with her? She was horrible. Yeah. Right? There was shame on top of shame, on top of blame, on top of rejection. And so the recovery was I had to start receiving what was being offered to me and get out of this mentality of it's a life about deserving. So my recovery was contingent on me learning how to receive.
0: Yeah, which I think we – I don't know. It's a a hard, like, concept for me sometimes. Um, I mean, I get what you're – I get it, but it's just – one of those things that is so difficult yeah. to put into daily like a right, right. a practice right because when you said um something's wrong with me like I still have those thoughts every once in a while now like right, as a sure. 40 year old person like I don't I, I don't get to invited to something or I see something on Facebook and I'm like oh, something must be wrong with me I didn't get invited mm-hmm. right you know like right. it's it comes up very frequent mm-hmm. um so it, that's difficult
1: Oh I think it's, I think it's really, really hard. And so on Monday, I can be like, whatever happens, it's just an opportunity to serve the Lord. On Tuesday, <laughs> right, The next day I'm like, if you look at me one more time, I'm gonna kick you in the throat and that's just my reality. Yeah. but it's been, it's been a very hard fight to get to a place I don't personalize things and that I get that I'm worthy of God's love. In that you know this this scripture that I talked about John 16:24 is ask in my name the name of Jesus and you will receive yeah like for us to get that you've got the Savior of the world saying say my name mm-hmm. when you go to the Father that's how worthy you are so of course the enemy doesn't want you to think you're that worthy he doesn't want you taking that offering that to the Lord he wants us so removed. Mm-hmm. That we don't ever receive anything. We won't. We won't offer anything.
2: Yeah, but I love that you said you can. You go back and forth, and it depends oh, on the yes. day. Because sometimes I feel like I'm the adult who doesn't want to feel the pain, the trauma, whatever. And right. I'm like, I'm just going to push it away and move on. I'm going to move forward. And then sometimes I'm the child, and all I can feel is the pain. And it oh, just depends yes. on yes, what else is going on and what headspace am I in? Right. And and neither of those are super healthy. It's not super healthy to really sit in the pain neither is it super healthy to push it away and pretend it doesn't exist right but it's like finding out how to combine the two of them right and right. work through yeah. it
1: right and so i might have one minute where i'm uncomfortable in that mm-hmm. and right. i'm trying to get to my god self i'm trying to get to a place of being an adult and i can be uncomfortable for one minute and then i go right back into behavior yeah All Right. because when you are separate from yourself we will fill the space up with behavior or hmm. that's busyness Sexual addiction, eating disorders, alcoholism, like behavior comes in. And that's why when you see someone who's lost an addiction, you don't see them. You just see the behavior that they're using yeah. to cover up the pain they're in. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So we've talked a lot about receive, but I think that on the other side, you talked about people that just give and give yes, and give yes, and give yes. and end up obviously exhausted. Yes. Um, and I was thinking of it um, – last night I was thinking of those people, usually you hear from them say like, all I do is give and nobody, I don't get anything back. And there's also a very, like it could be a very negative, like I say I was just constantly giving to Kristen and giving and giving and giving. I may be detrimental to her because I'm giving her toxicity. But like people don't make that connection. They just see like, I just give. You think of it with like, addicts the manip- mm-hmm. the enabler right you know sure, and sure. that was a really interesting like twist to what you talked yeah, about
1: yeah really I, I think a lot about marriages with this because i just visualize and, and i'll just say gender stereotypical for this that the wife gives and gives and gives like get some a cup of tea make sure he has dinner and just gives and gives and gives and he is now conditioned to take mm-hmm. and take and take and nothing's being offered back to her and when you say nothing, when you don't bring a voice in, you don't stand on God, godly confidence and say, hey, I need a little bit more than this. You don't stand on that. Then the resentment comes, and again, you get separate from self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing I try to teach people is that to remember, we're, you're not fighting against your spouse. You're not fighting against your boss. You're fighting against the enemy who loves division. He's a father of lies. And so he he wants you to not have a voice so that you will stay stuck in a pattern.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the giving even can be narcissistic because yes. it's part of a I'm going it's to keep giving so that I can be the martyr. Oh, yeah. So that I can say, well, all yes. I do is give. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not because I genuinely want to give. Right. That's It's right. because I want you to know right. that, that I'm giving. Yeah. yeah. And look yeah. at all the things. It's, it's a great point because I've yeah.
1: watched um, people with who, women, especially. I especially think. with women who are so into people pleasing yes. addiction, codependency, another addiction. It's codependency. And people pleasing is a is a very lonely disease, Mm -hmm. and and I've watched them. They have no more choice over giving than I had over taking a drink. Yeah, and the difference is, people did interventions on me, people called me out on it. What we do, the people who are doing the giving, 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 is that we give them another committee to be on. Right. We give them another responsibility, not realizing We say, that, now give
2: to these people. Right. Yeah.
1: We don't realize we're actually enabling them to stay so removed from their true self. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I think it's just so important that we get out of this give-take mentality, which is a life of deserving. means I have to earn. Mm-hmm. I have to earn your respect. I have to earn my place and relationship with you. And mm-hmm. when I give and give and give to you, I won't let I will be upset you're not giving to me, but if you try oh I'm I'm I don't I, I can't even receive now. now I can't take it I've done it for so long I've lived in this life of deserving then when you actually say hey have this you're worthy of this I'm like mm-hmm. no 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 no, no. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's it's a horrible trap
0: yeah can you go into more depth about the three things that um you talked about um daily brief you're canceling out I think you used the word canceling out Canceling out punishment.
1: Yeah. So reprieve means to cancel out punishment, and so I got taught in AA that we have to do that we have to do things to have a daily reprieve from self harm. So my belief, I say this a lot, is that there can be no self harm where there's actually a self. If you really know who you are, your true self, who God says you are, you would never harm that person. Mm. Like we, oh, re-
0: that's powerful.
1: Yeah, when we really personalize yeah. that he sent his son for me, like this is personal. His son went through everything. Like,
0: why would you let allow yourself to have such you negative self talk? Yeah. If you believed, and, if you felt that,
1: and that's where I stand on when I confront somebody, or when someone confronts me, I stand there and I do the best I can to stand on the fact that I'm I'm so worthy that he sent his son for me. Like he really did, and so. So, that self can take your words. That self can decide what you're saying if it's for me, if it's spiritual authority in my life to say that, mm-hmm. or if you're saying something that has more to do with you and I'm not going to personalize it. Yeah. All right? So, the more relationship with Jesus is personal, the less I personalize what's going on with you.
2: When you have to have the personal relationship with Jesus to, for that discernment to come in. Yes. Because otherwise, everything feels like it sticks. Yes. And there's no way to know, yes. like, I should let this fall off.
1: Right. And I had someone say, and I really don't think she was thinking what she was saying. She was just trying to figure me out. (laughs) Um, And she was saying, well, you're just not sensitive. I said, well, that's not true. I'm I'm an empath. I feel everything. I just don't personalize things anymore.
0: Yeah, you don't take it on. I don't take it on. yours Because
1: I've seen God do amazing things, like even watching y'all in your lives, like what's happened for you. Would not have happened if I said, oh, let me do that. Let me carry that burden for you. Yeah. yeah. Right. In Galatians one through six, um, Galatians six, one through six actually talks about the word to carry each other's burdens. But really what that means is it says stand beside the person. And so that way they will have pride. They'll feel supported and they will have pride when they were able to they unburden. They did that. Yeah. That they did it. So I yeah. do it for you. And that's what codependents do. Mm-hmm. They do it. They give and give and give, do it for you. And mm-hmm. then. The person that you're taking care of doesn't get to ever develop a sense of yeah. self, has no pride in being able to get through something.
0: With your career, you could never do... You could never...
1: I could never... Take never, all never. that on. Okay. I mean... I just don't. People Ugh. are like, aren't you it's awesome? I'm like, no. Outside of the fact that I have endometriosis, and that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't because I can sit and go, wow, I can't wait to see what God's going to do with
2: that. Yeah. 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 This will be a story. Yeah, this is
1: a story. Mm-hmm. Look, at, look at what's happening with them, you know? I've had people walk in the door and say... Uh, don't talk about God I'll never blame God that's cool in six months they're on their knees accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and yeah. Savior right yeah. or they think they're dumb someone told them they were dumb and next thing you know they're at CPCC taking classes yeah, yeah. right because they're, we're, we have to get rid of the things that separate us from our true self when we do that we step into the promised land mm.
0: yeah
1: right our own personal promised land yeah
0: yeah um
2: we didn't cover the three
0: I things. didn't say the three things
1: <laughs> thing, but I will <laughs> We didn't I talk will. About it here.
2: So, <laughs> the, that was number one. So, let me ask, so, I have a question for you. Tell me about these three things. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great
1: question. I can't believe I wasn't asked that earlier. Thank know, you, I Kristen. Mean. So, when I first got sober, this last time, which stuck, I was told to get on my knees every morning and offer all of my thoughts, all my desire to, to drink and hurt myself, to offer it to God. That way I could receive the truth of who I really was. It's, again, it's an offer-receive relationship. Off. This, off. this is
0: part of your AA?
1: This is part of AA. I've never been told in a church to wake up and get on my knees in the morning. I, I've yet. And I go to an amazing church. We all three go to yeah. an amazing <laughs> church. Mosaic. We have an amazing pastor. But no one's, I've never heard from a pulpit someone say, when you wake up, get on your knees. But in AA, I'm very grateful. I was told, immediately get on your knees. Don't have one second of self-will. And just offer all the stuff that's stopping you from being who you're supposed to be in life. Mm. And then go through your day. And I used to wake up back when I was drinking in early recovery, like angry, so angry I was still alive because I hated my life and I hated myself. I would just start cussing. And what happened was I would get on my knees and pray this simple prayer. Also I started waking up excited. Mm-hmm. What my day would hold. What a shift that had to feel oh, like. tremendous. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was tremendous. It just didn't make sense to me. You know, Pat said something when he spoke, and I, I wish I'd remembered this and brought this up. He said something profound when he spoke Tuesday night about how horrible you feel when you start doing better. Mm. And that was part of my struggle. Like, like
2: physically or? Well, no,
1: mentally. I was like, well, I'm feeling good about my day.
2: I'm not supposed it's weird. to. It yeah. is.
1: like it, Again, it goes back to, I think I live a life of deserving. I deserve for bad things to happen. I'm being taught a daily reprieve, canceling out the punishment. I'm now worthy of actually... Treating myself well and others mm-hmm. like it's it's a it's a hard shift to not feel badly that things go well, but I did, and yeah. he brought that up to you tonight. It was a great point, so that's the first thing the second thing that um I talked about everyone doing one of them was to about listening was, you were wrong, you were wrong, and the other was listen here, and that means not, like, listen here, little Missy, not that. (laughs) I mean, like, listen and then hear with your ears, because I'm telling you all, this is truth. I don't care if this sounds crazy, because I am crazy. (laughs) I had so many voices in my head. There were so many things yelling at me that I thought thought everybody could hear them. Oh, sure. I did. I thought, when someone told me I was soft-spoken, I went, you don't hear all the voices? No, I'm like, huh. It was so many things yelling at me and telling me everything I was doing wrong. And the last thing you said was stupid. And who do you think you are? And it was harsh. And so I had to figure out, okay, it's okay that I hear all these voices. I just can't listen. Mm. I had to figure out, initially I listened to my sponsor. That was the first voice for me. I had listened to her. She kept saying, just go to a meeting. Don't drink. Just just don't listen to all this whatever you don't think you need to hear it now, and in time, I got to listen to God. I got to learn that there's an amazing father that loved me, and he would never condemn me. Those voices telling me, yeah. how horrible I was would never be from him, yeah, he would never talk that way to me, so I had to get in a sense rebellious and say, well, I'm not going to listen to you like you don't you don't have authority I think in my that's life.
0: so that's so hard- difficult like I don't know, I think of... When I have when I get into those periods of negative self-talk, I hear you, but I'm trying not to listen. But I right. hear you, I hear like you. it's that back and forth mm-hmm. of I hear you, I don't believe that, right. but I still hear you. Right. So I'm trying not to believe that. Like you almost start uh-huh getting haywire yeah. up there because oh, you're does. trying
2: not to right. hear it. It's but a I focus. Had, what y- are you going to focus on? Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I had to write. Like down the personalities inside of me, I had to figure out who was who. I named people, like, to, and I, I can't always had wait this to v- see that list. Yeah, right. Sure. I had I had this visual of like people in a picket line, like in a circle, walking circle with a picket line, saying, they yeah. were like, "Hell no, we won't go." <laughs> you know? like it was, it was all, it was all this stuff, and we all this, live here, right? Like they were, because I was like, "What? Are, what is this? Is our what are house? Y'all protesting? Yes, we are
0: not leaving." Yeah, you I can't. was like, are what,
1: "What are you all protesting? What are you all so upset about?" You know. And so, like, I really had to name them and figure out. And so that it got to a point that, uh, you know, again, they're not auditory hallucinations, not that. It's just a committee that, and it's the enemy doesn't mm-hmm. want me having the confidence to receive so much of God's grace, love, and worth for me that I now can stand on a stage and tell people about my walk.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. And so I, ha- I had to fight against that and figure out what was real and what wasn't real. And that kind of goes into the next part, which is you are wrong in that um, I got taught in AA to write on a bathroom mirror, you are wrong. Because I believed that something was wrong with me. The thought was wrong. The belief that came from shame that I, something was wrong with me was wrong. And so that this part of went with the whole idea of all the voices I was hearing. I had to entertain the idea that maybe what I was hearing wasn't true. Mm. I had to consider the possibility the possibility the possibility that it wasn't true until I got to a point that I knew it wasn't true.
2: Not that you were wrong. No, but the you voices. you wouldn't say that to the yeah. shame, that the, the yeah. shame was wrong. That because the, when you're an yeah.
1: alcoholic, your best idea gets you in prison. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Well, it's a personal prison or you get, you know, actually arrested and put in prison. Yeah. Right? It's you, just that.
0: You mentioned Tuesday, um, you said truth can hurt, but it drives us to our knees so we can get back up.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. So this is, this is my belief. I truly believe if you are crippled by what you're listening to in your head, that's a guarantee that it's lies if it puts you in a fetal position that's how you know it's a bunch of lies because we can hear truth like i've had people just have to take my inventory tell me what i was doing tell me what was i was messing up like it's been difficult like things have said to me that drove me to my knees not a fetal position yeah i could i could hear it and digest it and know what to do figure out it took a while to figure out to do it but when i get depressed even to this day when i get in a fetal position and it happens it's because the lies mm. come back in. You're nothing to nobody. And they just win. Take yeah. over. And so all of a sudden, and when I'm listening to that, I can't stand up. Mm. And that's why I'm like, oh, I'm depressed again. It must be. I, truth wouldn't take me here.
2: Right. Right. Well, and even I the truthful that things analogy. that are hard are hard right. and they can hurt. And I've had those conversations yes. or those conversations have been had with, with me been <laughs> brought yeah, to me it's hard. of like, Hey, and they're hard and they can be hurtful, right. but yeah, it's still, if you can have self-awareness and you can know, like this is, you can understand this is for growth. This is for the betterment. This is to make me a better person. Right. It's, it's more of a pruning. Right. That's right. You know? It's a pruning. You, you do just know, end differently.
1: Right. And people have that spiritual authority to speak into your life like that. This podcast is not permission oh, for, for sure. somebody to walk up and say, hey, by the way, Yes. Yes. yes like yes. it. Like God will set it up that people you can listen to, like Naeem, Faza, a pastor, yes. Naeem can say things to me. It doesn't bother me at all. Someone else said it. How do you do that? I don't. I don't even know. (laughs) Like he'll say, "Hey Kim, the things you post on Facebook, you can't do that." I'm like, "Okay." But if someone else said it, I'd be like, "Oh, you think you got authority in my life? You think you're gonna tell me what Mm -hmm. to do?" Like this whole teenager, this whole teenager would come out. Yeah, and he had the spiritual authority, and he knows the tone to use with me and the words to use with me.
2: Well, and you have a relationship. There's a relationship because he is. Pastor Naim has had the same things with me where I'm like right. this is still hurtful. Yes. This is yes. still not something I want right. to receive and I've given right. you permission. Right. But again, yes, it doesn't yes. put me in the fetal position. Right. I can see how I'm like let me let me take what you said, right? Mr. religious pastor man <laughs> and let me <laughs> go wrestle this to the ground with God right. and right. see If maybe you just like have opinions, or if this is what God is really saying, and I have to admit, like, yes, generally, God's been like, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you. Wow. Yeah. And so now it's hard and it it hurts, but you see the the reason and the why underneath it. And I can look back now and see how you have to have those conversations sometimes to grow and to become a better person and for healing. And I think those are the people
0: that you want to keep in your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. That'll have those receiving conversations with you that need, you know what I mean? That you need. Yeah. To hear that truth. Right. Yeah. And, and they do it in a safe place. In yeah. a safe way. place.
1: and a safe way. But also remember, if, if I don't want you in my life, I'm not going to speak truth. I'm right. not going to have a boundary with you. Yeah. If you want a relationship to end, don't speak up. Yeah. Don't, don't tell somebody your needs. So I know now I'll have hardcore conversations. I'll hear painful things because I actually want to be in the relationship. Mm-hmm. If you mean very little to me or just you don't have a place in my life to make it sound a little bit nicer... I don't have to have a boundary with you. I don't have to listen to you. You don't have to listen to me. Yeah. Right? Because think of the things that even... Because you and I are very much on social media. The things Mm -hmm. that people say on something we're trying to do that's good. Yeah. Like, I can't personalize that. Right. You have no spiritual authority in my life. I don't know why you're trying to argue with me over this. It could be any various It's just a
2: statement. Attention. Yeah. it's funny. Right. Regardless, it distracts. That's right. That's
1: right. And I think as we get spiritually free and have a daily reprieve, we can... I can, when I read what you wrote or something you say to me, I can think of your personality, Danielle and Kristen. I can think of who's saying it, and I can take me in consideration. Mm
2: -hmm. When we're free, we consider all of it. I think we always have to take it back to God. Right. Does this stick? Does this land? Is this what what you're saying? Is this true? Right. You know. Right. And I'll tell you if it's not.
1: Right. That's right. So anything else we want to?
0: Um, I have a final grand finale question um, right. for let's say um, I, I did for people who it's hard for them to receive from others what might be the lie that they are believing or the place in them where they are stuck Tell me again so for people who it's hard for them to receive from others right what might be the lie that they are believing or uh, the place in them where they are stuck
1: yeah so that's a big prayer i want to talk about on sunday um but it's usually fear-based there's some lie about i'm going to be rejected i fear disappointment like it really goes a lot into thinking that they don't have a right to be in the relationship like it's it's usually fear. going back it's, it's fear. It's fear. Yeah. And so if you want more on that question, then check out YouTube uh, for Mosaic or go to mosaicchurch.tv yes. and you can get a better understanding of, of what I mean with that. Yes. Thanks, y'all.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That wasn't too intense. Shoot. That
2: was good. And now intense. we can all go ride scooters. We're yeah. going to go ride scooters. <laughs> kick so thank, and
1: go. Thank y'all for being a part of this ICU Talks podcast. We're going to go get on a kick and go. So we're going to kick and go right we're now. We're going yeah. to kick and go. go. Kick all right. Go. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.